Okay, but wait, it's also a, a nineteen fifty four drama and musical with Judy Garland that sounds actually a lot more like. Is the music this. the same? No, surely not. Gaga and Garland. Why would you look at me like that? What do you mean? Why would I look at you like that? Because. They could have done some of the songs sort of the same. She was all like, why you gotta come up with your ass like that? Okay, not that one. I'll watch the trailer. But Garland can get into character however she wants. She's a treasure. Hey folks, welcome to Fem Pop, a pop culture podcast about what catches our eye. I'm Peggy Ray Hargarten. I'm Jennifer Wainscott. And that was us talking about A Star is Born. Ah. Jennifer and I just went to the movies because, what? My baby's with his grandmother. Oh, I miss him. I know, I miss him too. It is easier to go to the theater, though. Yeah, remember when we tried to see... Infinity War. Infinity War on opening day, and he kept making happy noises? He loves Infinity War. I could tell that all the fanboys were not into my son being with them at the theater. Hey, the fandom has to start somewhere, okay? Yeah, what know. better time to start than in Who's going to be a fan when you're gone? Yeah. All that to say, it was significantly easier to see a movie without my baby. Though, what about the guy who took a phone call during the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Quick PSA for anyone who has never... Stepped into a public sphere before. <laughs> Don't take your phone call inside the theater. Oh my goodness. I gave him, as Ellen DeGeneres says, the international sign for stop that, which was when you sharply turn to the side. <laughs> Not all the way around, just, just so they see the side of your face. Mm-hmm. He stayed on the phone. He had no shame. Shame is one of the things we're going to discuss. Woo! But first, before we talk about shame, let's talk about Gaga. Gaga. Okay, well, quickly. So this is a a film starring Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper about uh, an aspiring musician who becomes famous Mm -hmm. and her story and his story. Um, What else, Jen? What's just kind of the basis of this? Also directed by Bradley Cooper. Yes. Who plays a stunningly convincing like, country rock star. Yes. And he kind of talks like this the whole time. It, like, real gravelly, and he's about, like, smoking his 10-pack a day. It was so believable. Incredible. Like, I have heard him in other things. This is not his real voice. Yes. It was incredible. I know. The, at the beginning, I was kind of stuck on just being obsessed with his voice, and I, I shortly forgot about it, but I just kept thinking, this sounds so much like normal guys from Kentucky who I know. He never fell out of it. Yeah. It was great. It was so good. So he plays this very famous, very successful country rock star who suffers from alcoholism, uh, medication addictions, as well as tinnitus and some other hearing loss issues, which for a musician uh, is very traumatic, more so than the regular person who might have a job that you can kind of get by without hearing. Right. Uh, So it's his trajectory colliding with the trajectory of Lady Gaga's character, Allie, 
who is essentially like she's a waitress, she works at this hotel at one point, wants to become a star, is tremendously talented. Uh, Bradley Cooper's character Jackson stumbles into a performance of hers and meets her. They get connected that way. And it's both their story of success and career, music-driven ambition, and also the story of their relationship. Right. Uh, Also, they get a really cute dog later on. I'm going to go ahead and say, even I liked the dog. Peggy hates pets, you guys. Yeah, I do. I. Many people know that I have been working on it. You have. Yeah. But you didn't have to work for this dog. I did just like the dog. Of course, I wasn't in the same room as the dog. <laughs> that helps. So, <laughs> but it was a very, very cute dog. Um, but let's get back to Gaga. Oh. I love Lady Gaga. It's hard not to. I, I, I mean, she's, I, I love, I have loved all of her phases. Mm-hmm. I loved her when she was a really weird pop monster lady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved, well, what one thing this film reminded me of was her album, I think it was called Jolene, and it was mostly, it was kind of folky country album. Mm-hmm. It's the one that had Million Reasons. Yep. That was the most poppy song on the album, but it's so good. I think what's so, uh, the thing that she has going for her that almost no other pop, rock, country, any star has, is whatever she's doing, it feels earnest. Mm. It doesn't feel like she's trying to, like, play a character or get kitschy. Mm -hmm. Like, if she's going to be Monster Gaga, she is just fully it. Yeah. Like, that really is is who she is. And then when she is, like, ballroom Gaga, like, she really is that, Mm -hmm. very much so. Um, And I think, I I don't know how much of that just is her showcasing different parts of her personality in in like a fun way. Or that she's just a great performer. Right. Yes. Which in this movie, her first movie film debut. She killed it. (sighs) She was incredible. Ah! It was so believable. I mean, it was so real. And the thing is, she, she would have been incredible even if she hadn't been singing. Yes. The acting. Her acting was incredible. Was on point. It really was so good. And then she opens her mouth to sing, and of course she does what she does, which is blow everyone's socks off. Yes. With the exception, I think, of one performance, for me at least, um, that came partway through the film. She still did an incredible job. She, like, nailed it. But the point of it was that she goes on to, her character goes to perform on SNL. And it's after her character has kind of hit a modicum of success, is starting to sort of build the character's image, figure out what sort of scene they're into. Mm -hmm. And she and her manager have sort of developed this poppy dancer persona Mm -hmm. that she is testing out and trying out. And her she, as her character, goes onto the SNL set, performs this pop song that's sort of just like, Look how hot this guy is. Why you come up here with your ass like that, making me be all this way. I'm not usually like this boy. And dancing along. Yeah. She does a great job performing it, and it's stunningly boring. Oh, yeah. It's, you hate it. You hate it. You hate it, because you've seen her be so raw and real on the stage with Jackson Mm -hmm. in this folk capacity, in this, like, this is me capacity. Mm -hmm. So then... 
while, and we've talked about on this podcast, we love pop music. Yep. I, I mean, I love pop music and it's super fun and there's something um, really special about it. But when it, when it replaces that raw, real connection that you could be having, you start to see how flimsy it is. Mm-hmm. And, and you hate it. Yeah. You really hate it. It's like the disposable Tupperware that you take your leftovers of. Like, it's good for a certain time <laughs> and for a certain purpose, but it's just not going to last forever. Right. And when you actually want something more substantial, it's not going to hold up. Yeah. And so, yeah, you see her just, like, nail this poppy, uh, fun dance choreography performance out of the park. Yeah. She does great. And the whole time, it's like, it's so clear that it's the most boring thing she could be doing. Yes. Um, Peg, what did you think about their relationship dynamics? <sighs> and by they, I mean Jackson and Allie. And Allie, yeah. Well... Obviously, they have some major issues, um, but especially in the first half, it was just so cool to see Jackson be so for Allie. And he has this huge stage, and he wants her to come and take some of the glory, mm-hmm. which was just so cool. And he he wants her to succeed, and he wants to take his fame and put it onto her, which was really cool. And he gives her, he doesn't give her a choice, but to, for lack of a better phrase, believe in herself and go for it. And I, I loved that. Mm-hmm. I really loved that. Um, I think things start to break down when his addiction comes into full play and you just see her scrambling to love and save him. Mm-hmm. And ultimately <clears throat> she can't. And it's a role that it seems her character, Allie, has played in some capacity or other for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like early on, one of the early scenes, you see her going home. She lives essentially with her father, who is a chauffeur, and like several other chauffeurs. They all live in this house together. (laughs) She just happens to also be there. And she walks into the kitchen, and it's a mess. And she's like, guys, this place is a mess. What's going on? She immediately starts cleaning up. It's like four or five grown men in their 50s and 60s. And she is doing the cleaning up as right. soon as she gets home. They've been there the whole time. And that's kind of what happens in her relationship with Jackson. Yes. And you see, I think I think they did a great job of portraying what a mixed bag and what a conundrum people who suffer from addiction are. Yes. Because Jackson has some of the loveliest, most poignant moments in the film. Mm-hmm. Like, when he tells her later on, like, you have to dig deep into your soul or you won't have the legs to be a true artist. Yes. And he's absolutely right. But then he also has some of the worst, most cringeworthy moments, Mm -hmm. not only of this movie, but, like, of many movies I have seen recently. Yeah. And so, and and both of those are him. Yes. He is actively doing both those things. Mm-hmm. One of, some of the, his character is less influenced by the addiction. And other parts of it are heavily influenced by the addiction. But it's all him. Right. So that struggle for loved ones of trying to parse out, like, who the person is versus who the addict is. And how do we love the person but not 
sort of scramble to cover up their addiction, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Ugh, they just, they just show it so well. Well, and one thing that I thought was really interesting, which we've seen a lot, is, you know, you have the celebrity who does all this stupid stuff. Uh, it's so easy to hate. You know, you, you, you can just imagine the... The, the internet back, trolls. The internet trolls after he <laughs> has these horrible, like... Public, public embarrassments. Scenes. Um And then... Ultimately, well, well, this is a spoiler, so we'll have to mention spoiler. that. Spoiler. Um, he, he kills himself. Mm-hmm. And then you've got this whole huge hall of people who have come to celebrate him. Mm-hmm. And his, they, they're saying, oh, his music's being played all over the radio. And, and it's like, you can, you can just imagine how quick the tide would turn from, man, this guy's such an idiot, what a loser, look at... How mm-hmm. stupid he is to, oh, he was a hero. Oh, we loved him. Oh, if only he would have had help. Oh, if he da 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 And it's just, it's so hard to actually see people for what they are mm-hmm. instead of demonize them into one or the other. And I think Gaga's character probably could have afforded to see a little more of his negative, but was just committed, even in the worst, even in the lowest, to loving him. Mm-hmm. And seeing what was still beautiful about him, yeah, and that was really cool. Mm-hmm. I really, yeah, I really expected when when things hit rock bottom for his addiction, I expected there to be part of the storyline where she at least leaves for a little while. There's some separation. They toy with the idea of divorce or something like that mm-hmm. because that's very common in celebrity culture, right? Um, but they don't do that here. They they showcase, again, I think you're right, like her character could certainly have, I, th- I think she turned a bit of a blind eye at times. Yeah, Which sure. anyone who's in a relationship with an alcoholic does because the truth is unbearable. Yeah. It really is. And you just so badly want them to just change. Right, yes. And just, just be better. Yes. And the reality of it is so painful. Um, but when the reality hits and she can't avoid it anymore... She stays with him mm-hmm. and still calls him to be better. Yes. She doesn't stay with him and say, no, no, it's fine for you to keep going the way you are. Mm-hmm. She stays with him, gets him into rehab, visits him in rehab, continues to build up and try to engage the relationship in rehab after he gets out, does things to try and like build that attachment back up. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, it's all much more complicated than just like, you're out of rehab, now things are fine. Yeah. Which uh, the film shows, but yeah, it's really something. Yeah, but it is, you know, it's just so sad. It, it, it was such a sad ending, and especially to see her fervor for him to be loved by her mm-hmm. and how he ultimately took his life. It's just, it was just really, really devastating. Um, but a, a beautiful a beautiful film. Mm-hmm. I mean, really well done. I loved the music. Mm. I, you know, you love them. You love him. You love him. Even in all of it, and, you know, and, and his... even you love her when she goes on this pop thing. You know, you just yeah. still, it, it really, they really showcased what I thought was two real people um, trying to figure out life and 
doing so imperfectly and just trying to make it. Mm-hmm. And I, I just loved it. I loved the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think showing how each of them had their own particular shame that they were dealing with from whether it was addiction for her a fear of being ugly a fear of failure not being good enough not being loved yeah both of them had their own particular things and each one sort of reaching out to the other spouse past all of that shame to try and connect with them in their in their good moments yes um but yeah i think they did an incredible job good directing bradley Bradley cooper Cooper. way to go what a surprise. Gaga. I really want to... Netflix has a, a documentary on Gaga, and I've been wanting to watch it. Now I want to watch it all the more. Guess you know what you're doing this afternoon. Got to. Okay, let's finish up. Uh, Jennifer, what else has caught your eye lately? So I have been reading a new book. I'm early days, early days still. I've just gotten started, but it's called Where the Crawdads Sing. Uh, it takes place in the 1950s, 1960s on the North Carolina coast. The main character is um, this girl who is known to the local town as the Marsh Girl hmm. because she lives out in the marsh. <laughs> and they find a dead body Ooh. in the marsh. Ooh. And the question is like, what is her role? What's the deal? Who's this weird Marsh Girl? Yeah. And why is this, What what's going on here? Yes. Uh, so it's really good character dynamic so far. Like I said, early days still, but that is where the crawdads sing. It's by Delia Owens. Very cool. I, I've been just kind of plodding along in my, uh, regular things, but I'm very much looking forward to renting Bel Canto. Oh yeah. The film, uh, coming out, read the book, love the book. Maybe, I'm a little worried that the movie's not going to be that good, but if it is good, we'll make a show about it because love the book. Um, and then I'm really anticipating the Mary Poppins movie coming yes. for Christmas. So there's a lot to look forward to. Mary Poppins, the Harry Potter film coming up. There's a new Fantastic Grinch. Fantastic Beast. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of fun movies The Crimes of Grindelwald. Ooh. I'm just obsessed with seeing Dumbledore. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about how I think, oh, it's the real Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah. So remember that time you gave a spoiler on our show about how Dumbledore dies? Uh no, but I remember that time you did just now. You you did it first. You did it. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Again, this has been Fem Pop. I'm Peggy. I'm Jennifer. Have a good one.